We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Colm Kelly here, the executive producer of the Road of His Radio Podcast Network and co-host of the Road of His Overtime Podcast, along with the phenomenal Sean Siegel. The wait is over, the NFL season is here, and there's no better time than the present to sign up for a Road of His NFL Pass. You'll get access to all of our content, all of our tools, and everything you need to help you for that in-season success. As a loyal podcast listener, you can get yourself a 10% discount just by adding the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Or go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. Now let's go win those fantasy championships. We're talking wide receiver and tight end versus cornerback and safety matchups on RotoViz Radio. What's up, RotoViz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin. I am doing this solo tonight. As I record this, you will probably be listening to this on Saturday morning, maybe Sunday morning. It was a really weird week for Curtis and I. We weren't able to get together again to record later in the week. However, we are absolutely pumped. What a game that was Thursday night, the back and forth, the big plays. The way it came down, so much fun, reminding everybody why we love football so much. And the atmosphere that that game had was something that we haven't seen in quite some time. Terrific way to start the season. But the reality is, folks, you are at the point now where you have these very difficult decisions you have to make about who you are going to start in your lineup. I am trying to help everybody with that endeavor this year by making use of some of the new information that we have with the new data that we're rolling out. So like I mentioned earlier in the week, I'm going to be doing an article on a weekly basis. I had thought that it might be focused on wide receiver, cornerback matchups, and maybe some running back stuff. Um, But I think I've decided that we're just going to go the avenue of looking at um, pass catchers versus secondary. So there'll be some information on wide receivers and tight ends and the matchups that they're facing. However, for this episode, I am going to run you through the approximately 5,000 words 
that I just finished writing. We're going to hit the matchups. Um, we won't go super in depth because I don't want to make this podcast too long, mainly as I'm recording this at two in the morning and I want to get this out to you at a time where you'll be able to make use of it this weekend. That out of the way. Here we go. All right. Cardinals, Titans. This is a uh, pretty interesting matchup, actually, in that uh, Malcolm Butler, who played more coverage snaps than any other Titan last year's, no longer with the team. You have Christian Fulton, Janoris Jenkins handling most of the cornerbacking duties. Um, it's interesting that Jenkins last year faced Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, and Allen Robinson, for example. Uh, the trio saw 20 targets. They combined for 10 receptions, 187 yards, with Jenkins seeding plays of more than 20 yards to each receiver. I think that that bodes well for the Cardinals. It's also interesting uh, that the Cardinals used more four wide resets, more four wide receiver sets than any other team um, last year. Tennessee ranks 6th or 17th among defenses in terms of yards per coverage snap when facing um, four wide receiver sets. Uh, and a lot of the different lenses that you can look at this from, things come out to at worst be neutral for the Cardinals. So I think it's a pretty good matchup. You're probably going to have Hopkins in your lineup anyway. I don't know what you might be thinking out there. If you have A.J. Green, for example, I don't have him on any teams. But if you do, this is at least a, a decent matchup. Could be a good spot for Rondale Moore, too. Um, the Falcons are facing the Eagles last year uh, for tight or excuse me, for wide receivers. Uh, it was a fairly decent uh, matchup if you're going to be facing the Eagles a little bit tougher on tight ends. Uh, it's interesting in that one of the reasons why the Eagles were a tough matchup for tight ends is that tight ends did not get used that much against the Eagles. Now, the root cause of that, I can't really speak to. Uh, but if you think that the Falcons are going to make it a priority to get Kyle Pitts targets, then he may be able to play better than what you might think if you just look at the strength of schedule streaming app, uh, because that is picking up on the fact that teams do not utilize their tight ends much when facing the Eagles. The Ravens will be opposing the Raiders. Um, the SOS streaming app has this one at fairly neutral um, for both it, the team's wide receivers and its tight ends. Overall, I think it's kind of a favorable outlook. Not too much to say there. One of the cooler matchups of the week is going to be Buffalo versus Pittsburgh. Uh, and that's going to be no matter if you're looking at Pittsburgh's offense versus Buffalo's defense or Buffalo's offense versus Pittsburgh's defense, both teams match up fairly evenly, uh, to, no matter which lens you're looking at that from. So, I mean, there are some good players um, on the Steelers' defensive side of the ball. I mean, Joe Hayden last year covered 69 targets, a lateral reception of just 46%. Per percent. Um, he was targeted 16 times when facing Odell, the mixture of Odell Beckham, D Higgins, Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, and Tyler Boyd last year. 
held the group to a 50% catch rate, just 11.5 yards per reception. Now, obviously, when you're looking at specifics like that in a game like football, you don't have big samples you can look at. So what I've tried to do as we're working through this is pick out things that um, fall in line with the other stats that I might be seeing as I'm looking through these players. If you read through the article, obviously I can't put all of that in, but I've tried to make sure that the pieces I'm presenting, even if they're small samples, line up with everything else that I'm looking at. Uh, You know, Steelers also have Minka Fitzpatrick, um, who was at safety, made things difficult for the opposition. Of course, though, you have to have digs in your lineup. Um, I would say for guys like Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, even Manny Sanders, who I think is a little banged up, so you'll have to monitor that. This could be this could be a tough matchup. Panthers gets the Jets. A very, very solid matchup for them. The uh, Bears face a tough matchup against the Rams. We know that the Rams have Jalen Ramsey. Uh, he was targeted 72 times last season, allowed just 35 receptions, an average of 10.2 yards. Also kept those big plays in check. Only allowed three receptions last year that went for more than 20 yards. Um, Robinson and Darnell Mooney, they'll also need to compete with Darius Williams. Uh, and Williams allowed completions on just 44% of passes last year. Uh, he allowed 15 eight-point yards 15.8 yards per completion, which was significant and gave up 13 passes of 20 or more yards. So there is some big play potential there. That's probably something more notable for DFS players uh, looking to try to capture some variance there, maybe on a big play. But I think this is going to be a tough matchup for Chicago's wide receivers. Um, you know, probably not a great matchup for Cole Komet either. I think it's going to be a tough one for the Bears pass catchers all around. Uh, Cincinnati facing the Vikings. It's a fairly neutral game for them. I don't think we need to hit on too many things there. Um, Yeah, not too much there. So Cleveland versus Kansas City. That's favorable for Cleveland. Last season... Uh, Kansas City held Cleveland fairly in check when they played, uh, but that wasn't really Kansas City's trend throughout the season. Um, and Tyron Matthew might be unavailable Sunday, uh, which obviously would cause the Chiefs to need to potentially shift things around and just does not help things out. So, um, you know, I think that. Odell Beckham could be schemed into zones against Mike Hughes. Um, or, or I'm sorry, not against. Uh, yeah, against Mike Hughes, who allowed a completion rate of 68% and nearly 14 yards per reception when in zone coverage against some of the top level wide receivers last year. Uh, so I think that we could see a decent game for Odell Beckham. Not that he's like some of these players that I would have included in that grouping anymore. I think most people would argue, but it could be kind of a sneaky spot for Odell. Um, favorable matchup for Denver against the Giants. Um, so their best corner, uh, Addery Jackson, could miss this weekend's game. So I would pay attention to that, especially if you're a DFS player and you see him out. That could shake things up in a way that makes this game even easier for the Giants pass 
catchers. Uh, excuse me for the Broncos pass catchers. Uh, the Lions, I would stay away from them against the 49ers. Uh, Green Bay is opposing the Saints. Dude, Saints were really tough last year against the pass. I don't think in the case of Devontae Adams, this really matters. Uh, Alan Lazard, if he spends time in the slot as he did last year, he'll be dealing with Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore allowed a completion percentage of 53% on 28 targets last season and just six yards per attempt. That is going to be a tough one. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson held wide receivers under 8.9 yards per rec last year. I mean, the Saints were, were so good in zone coverage last year. They are more vulnerable in man, which is where the Packers excel. Now, some of that comes down to the fact that they have Devontae Adams on their team. Um, and having Devonte Adams is going to make your entire team look like it's doing better when you look at a team-wide metric against man coverage. But Marcus Valdez-Scantling ranked ninth in yards per route against man coverage last year. Um, Lazard was 21st in completion percentage among wide receivers that saw 15 or more targets against man coverage. So this is going to be a very tough matchup. Uh, there are things that the Green Bay receivers could do also, they're playing with Aaron Rodgers, which helps. But there are ways that they could string together decent games. Uh, but my recommendation would be to stay away from the players other than Adams. I think Tanyan's out for a tough outing, too. You're probably going to have to start him. But the Saints were as good as they came last year against tight ends. They were top five in yards allowed per game, completion percentage allowed, yards per attempt, and QBR against tight ends. Um so Steelers have a good passing game, but they have their work cut out for them. Jacksonville against um, or Jacksonville's defense against Houston. Not the greatest options for Houston. You have the shift from Deshaun Watson to Tyrod Taylor, um, but it's not going to be the toughest matchup for Houston. That's not to say that Houston is going to do well from a passing perspective, but just that the Jaguars don't present the most difficult um, matchup. So we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Colts are playing the Seahawks. I think that overall, this is going to be an unfavorable matchup for the Colts. Um, in 2020, Philip Rivers completed 60.5% of throws when facing man coverages. 
In contrast, Wentz had a 50.6 completion percentage. I bring this up because the Colts were strong against man coverage um, last year. And that looks like the Seahawks' most vulnerable coverage. Uh, but moving to Carson Wentz, you know, you might not see the Colts be able to take care of that. Um, Michael Pittman's going to face a mixture of DJ Reed, probably and Trey Flowers, who look like they should keep him in check. Um, Seattle forced, this is an interesting one. They faced more targets from wide receivers lined up in the slot than any other team last year. If there is a reason that teams schematically felt like this made sense, that could foretell some volume for Paris Campbell, um, maybe Zach Pascal, who are both likely to run some routes for the slot. That's not to say that I feel great about either of those guys, but perhaps their outlook is better than Michael Pittman. Uh, the Seahawks weren't as stingy against tight ends last year. Actually, they allowed the 11th most yards per game uh, to tight ends last year. Favorable matchup for the Jaguars wide receivers against Houston. Uh, Houston struggled last year against the pass. I think that the Jaguars wide receiver core is more talented than Houston's secondary. Uh, moving on, Kansas City versus Cleveland. Pretty favorable matchup for Kansas City. Um, I think that anytime Kansas City's matching up against anybody, it's going to be favorable. Fun game would be to get to see the Kansas City offense against the Saints defense, for example, this season. The Raiders have some work cut out for them against the Ravens. The Ravens, it's it's interesting last year. Um, they ranked solid in a lot of the metrics that you could look at, but they actually allowed fantasy relevant wide receivers to perform well in 2020 when you're comparing those receivers performance against the Ravens to their seasonal averages. Um, the Ravens have Marlon Humphrey was a solid corner last year, allowed a completion rate of 57%, but just 10.2 yards per reception, not allowing receivers to get a lot of yardage. Uh, when guys like AJ Brown, CD lamb, Deontay Johnson, Jarvis Landry, T Higgins, and Terry McLaurin were targeted. He allowed just 48% of passes to be completed, limited the grouping to 8.9 yards per reception. Uh, the team's other corners, uh, held, Opposing wide receivers to around 60% and just 11.6 yards per target. Uh, this is a defense that's pretty decent. Now, Darren Waller will see coverage from strong safety Chuck Clark. Clark was pretty solid against ends in 2020, but listen, guys like Darren Waller, you're just going to play. Uh, if you've not been playing fantasy for a long time, my blanket advice would be that your guys that are really, really good, doesn't matter who they're playing in a matchup, doesn't matter the particular defender. It doesn't matter the particular defense. You want to put those guys in. Um, for example, um, DK Metcalf matched up against Darius Slay last year and absolutely torched him. Now, Darius Slay was kind of all over the place, depending on what slices of the season you looked at last year. But that's an example of a, of a defender that's well known that people might question like, hey, is this a tough matchup? We've seen guys like Julio Jones, AJ Green in his prime, Devontae Adams, all of these receivers 
against some of the best corners in the league have great games just because they're playing a tough corner. It does not mean that you take them out of your lineup. They're not always going to have a great game, but even the best receivers will sometimes have bad games and they're not against the teams that you would expect. It happens long and the short of it. Keep your studs in your lineup. Um, neutral game for the Rams against the bears. Um, I don't think that there was any key pieces of information that I had to share here. Just a neutral game. I think that if you have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, you're going to keep them in the game. Um, You're going to keep them in your lineup. I'm not sure that you're going to be starting Deshaun Jackson, uh, but Tyler Higby should be fine. Last year, Bears were middle of the road. It's an average matchup. So the Chargers actually um, face a Washington football team that was pretty stingy. Last year, uh, I would give the defense a bit of an edge over the Chargers. So Will Jackson, the third, Kendall Fuller, they're one of the best duos in the league. Uh, So Washington's going to be a tough matchup for teams this year. Last season, both players held opposing wide receivers to catch rates under 50%. Um, They were stout in both man and zone coverages. Team also has two good safeties in Cameron Curl and Landon Collins. Could make things difficult for Jared Cook, Donald Parham. Uh, You know, my boy, Jared Cook, I hope that this doesn't manifest as it looks like and that Jared Cook can go off to a roaring start so I can start taking some week one victory laps. I would love that. Uh, But, you know, could be tough sledding for the Chargers, except for the fact that I think they're so talented that they can neutralize this matchup for for a lot of teams. This would be a tough one. Uh, Dolphins have the Patriots. No Stephon Gilmore. It's looking like. Still, though, the Patriots were really good against the pass last year. I think they can neutralize some of those changes that the Dolphins made in Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle. Patriots' weakest zone was in man coverage. Perhaps Waddle and Fuller will find a way to take advantage of that. Um, but Patriots should be a pretty hard matchup for most teams this year. Vikings against Bengals, pretty neutral. If you have Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson, I'm assuming you're going to be playing them. So not a lot to hit on there. Um, uh, Patriots against the Dolphins. I actually find this to be an unfavorable one because the Dolphins were pretty darn good last year against uh, zone coverage, pretty decent against all coverages. Their weakness would be in man, but they have two of the best corners in, in the league in Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. First game for Mac Jones. You know, Howard allowed completions on just 45% of targets last year. I did note in the article, Jacoby Myers actually scored 18 points against the Dolphins in week 15. But when you look at the full picture of this game, I'm not expecting this to be a great matchup for New England. Um, Saints are facing the Packers. Packers defense, pretty good last year. I mean, they have Jair Alexander. Uh, two good safeties and Amos and Savage. So I would say that this is an an unfavorable matchup for the Saints. It's weird to be thinking about the Saints passing game in that context. But now you have, I believe it just came out, Traquan Smith going to the IR. Obviously, Michael Thomas isn't available. The change at quarterback. It's going to be interesting to see what this team does, how this offense operates, but tough matchup out of the gate for them. Um, Giants against the Broncos defense could be a tough game for them. 
Um, they do have two new corners. One of them, Ronald Darby, spent last year in Washington. Um, Kyle Fuller spent last year in Chicago. So the group might not be entirely at full efficiency in week one, but I still think that this is going to be a tough matchup for Kenny Galladay and the rest of these players to overcome in week one. Uh, Darius Lane and Sterling Shepard combined saw six targets against Fuller and Darby last season. They turn only two of those targets into catches for a total of 21 yards. Extremely small sample, but I think it just backs up the idea that this could be a very tough matchup for the Giants pass catchers. The Jets are in trouble against Panthers. Not a whole lot more to say there. Eagles versus Falcons. Um, it looked like when I first started looking at this that, um, you know, there could be some case to make uh, for the tight ends having an unfavorable matchup. But I actually think that overall, this is a really good one for the Eagles. Falcons, as you dig into it, have a lot of trouble um, defending against the pass. I think Jalen Hurts gets things on track right out of the gate. Maybe we see a nice game from Devonta Smith. Uh, Steelers, Bills, we talked about that earlier. Uh, you have to give an edge to Buffalo here. Um, their best cornerback, you probably know Jadavius White, held the opposition to completion rate at 52% last year. Um, three receptions on six targets when he matched up with the Steelers in week 14. In week 14, this was the breakdown. Uh, Juju, six wrecks on seven targets. 55 receiving yards, one touchdown, 17.5 PPR. James Washington, 11.9, three of six targets, 29 yards, had that touchdown. That put him above Deontay Johnson at eight points. Johnson had four receptions, seven yards, or excuse me, four receptions on seven targets, 40 yards. Chase Claypool held to three receptions on six targets for just 15 yards, 4.5 PPR. Personally, I will be playing the trio of Claypool, Johnson, and Smith-Schuster on the teams that I have. Um, but if you have a loaded up wide receiver roster, this might be an opportunity where you don't go with any of them because this is a significantly hard matchup. Buffalo's defense, pretty good at limiting fantasy points. 49ers receivers have the Lions who really struggled. You'll have them in your lineups. I think the Seahawks receivers have a fairly favorable matchup against the Colts. Um, you're going to have Kenny Moore covering Tyler Lockett out of the slot. I would expect uh, when covering wide receiver targets from the slot last year, Moore allowed a completion rate of 65%, just 10.4 yards per reception. But that's actually average uh, when you're defending against uh, receptions from the slot. So Colts were tough against tight ends last year. Probably going to be a tough introduction to Seattle for Gerald Everett. Um, the Titans uh, face a fairly difficult passing defense, um, especially in zone coverage from the Cardinals. But I think that the wide receivers that you're going to be playing are A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. I would not sweat it in their case. Does look like uh, it's not the best matchup for Anthony Ferkser. Um, Cardinals were fairly stingy against tight ends last year. Closing things off, you've got the Washington football team facing the Chargers. Tough game for the wide receivers. 
Uh, I, I believe, <laughs> you know, Fitzpatrick's not going to have Curtis Samuel, which I was looking forward, hoping we get to see how that would play out. Uh, Chargers, they're led by Derwin James at safety. They return Chris Harris, Michael Davis, um, who were all right last year. They also added Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State in round two. Should make this defense, um, you know, that I have to imagine this helps them out. Um, Chargers have a pretty good defense. So not the best matchup for the wide receivers. Logan Thomas, I actually rated this as as neutral for him. Um, The Chargers were tough last year against tight ends. But if you look at guys like Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, you add Jared Cook, Mike Gusecki, Noah Fant, Rob Gronkowski to the mix last year. Uh, That group had a 53, had 30 receptions and 53 targets, 13, eight yards per reception. So I think it's okay. Uh, an okay outlook for somebody like Logan Thomas. So that's our quick run through of all of the matchups. We're not going to go through all of these each week. Um, I would like for us to hit some of these things, but I wanted to give you a flavor of what you're going to find in this article, help get you ready for week one. And then also because we had to get out so late this week, just wanted to toss some nice nuggets your way. Um, We will be back, both Curtis and I, next week. We'll probably have some updates on exactly what the show is going to look like throughout this season. But more importantly, we are going to have a full slate of NFL results to talk about. So I am really, really looking forward to that. And we will catch you next week. If you have not done so yet, go to Rotoviz. Use that RV Radio 2021 discount code. Get 10% off. Thanks for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Email us at RotovizFFShow at gmail.com. Visit rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information on listener only discounts. And until next time, thanks for stopping by.